0: checking in a Lodging DEI chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart. Thank you all for joining us today. Stay tuned. We have a great episode in store. Again, thank you for joining us here at Checking In a Lodging DEI Chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart. Now let's introduce our show hosts, Miranda Kitterlin lynch and Mr. Leon Thomas. How How are you guys doing?
1: Hi, great. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yes. Hey,
2: Oren, all is groovy. Thanks for being being our host. And Aaron, you know we we ha- didn't touch base with you. We haven't uh-huh. talked food with you. What's your favorite food before you <laughs> before you disappear from the stream? What's your favorite food, Aaron?
0: You know, it's funny. I don't really have a favorite food. I'll be honest with you. I think with having so many kids and always cooking so many different dishes, I'll say I enjoy Chick Fil A. I'll just keep it right there. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Sometimes get a chance to go out and get some nuggets or something. I'm good to go. Yes. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Right on. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Oren. Great show. Thanks. Hey, Miranda, what's happening?
1: All good things. All good things. Tell me about your.
2: Yeah, everything. We're just having a blast. Everything is good. The business, the Leon Thomas Group is doing well. The racquetball program, racquetballrevival.com. That's going well, but we're here for this show. For checking in a Lodging DEI chat. We're here at episode number 17! 17. 17. <laughs> wow. That
1: better be the right name because I said it with a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs>
2: hey, just go with it. A lot of times it's the enthusiasm and the presentation that <laughs> makes the case that does the sale. And it's not even the facts. 17 sounds good to me. We are rocking on. Who thought? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. And
1: we have a very, very long list of people waiting to be on the show.
2: Yes, yes. We so have I have that to assume there are
1: others that want to be on the show. Yes, and if
2: how you do you they want get to, on the show? Here you go. Let's make it real simple. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you can send me an email. All right, and there's a new email address. So I'm going to ask our production team to not show it. Don't show the one that we've been using before. I want to give you the new email address. That's leon at the leon Thomas group.com So send me an email there, leon at the theleonthomasgroup.com if you would like to be a guest on the show. And Miranda, if folks want to contact you to be a guest on the show, how do they do it?
1: You can always email me at m-k-i-t-t-e-r-l at F-I-U.edu. You can find me on LinkedIn. And as always, you can simply Google Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. You could probably just Google Miranda Kitterlin. It's gonna be the only I'm the only one you're gonna find.
2: Love the line. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> right. So, Miranda, we have a great conversation, great show lined up with Tawana Virtual, Rachel, Rachel Woods. Why don't you go ahead and introduce her as we bring her into the show?
1: Well, our guest is incredible and she has many facets. If you looked at her LinkedIn, you would see that she is an author, entrepreneur, sales coach, and hospitality professional, but she's also the founder and president of Icebreakers Unlimited.
3: Right. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's so cute. Hold that up again. I like yes. it. Yes. 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 Okay. Thank right. you for the promotion.
2: Right, right <laughs> on. Course. Hey, welcome to hey, the show. It's good.
3: It is good to be here. I feel so honored. <laughs> we Ooh. are honored that you would take yes. the time.
2: Yes, indeed. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Miranda, what was that you were holding up? What I saw the the logo and all, but what what is it?
1: This is a very fancy coaster that I received
3: over the holidays.
2: Oh, uh, you got a coaster. <laughs>
3: Yours is coasting along in the mail, Leon. Mine, coasting mine is coasting.
2: Along. Look, I, I'm sitting here at my desk. I got water bottles that are cold, just sitting here. Condensations <laughs> building up right here on the 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 whole computer system might go kaplunk kaplunk because of water leaking and rolling. Oh, I don't even get a coaster.
1: <laughs> I'll send you my crummy old one since I have a fancy
3: <laughs> new one now.
2: Oh, oh, gee, thanks. You guys are oh, you're just so nice, brother. Feeling the love, feeling the love over here in beautiful Baltimore, Maryland.
3: I got wow. you. Now, when you get it, you have to hold it up just like she did. Listen, That's
2: the only thing. I get it. I'm going to hold it up, right? I, I'll do a video about it.
3: What? Yeah, of the, course. The life of an icebreaker coaster. I love it. I'll do,
2: <laughs> I'll do the video.
3: That's
1: so uh, fun. I got this amazing package in the mail. And also in the package was this beautiful Icebreakers Unlimited travel blanket. And as soon as I took it out of the box and looked at it, my four-year-old snatched it out of my hand no. and decided that it was a bed for her snow leopards. <laughs> and so it's right in my living room, covered in snow leopards.
3: Well, that's okay. That, now, see, now I have to deal with this with Leon. You're telling all the secrets.
2: <laughs> okay. Let's just go into the other part of the conversation because see <laughs> where this goes you got coasters blankets <laughs> I don't even want to know what else so let's it's a woman let's drop thing. It.
3: it's a woman thing you wouldn't understand a Louisiana woman thing a Louisiana woman thing,
2: <laughs> Louisiana woman thing at did <laughs> go ahead go ahead go ahead
3: <laughs> well let me just say congratulations I heard you guys say it's your 17th is this the 17th episode right here. Am it I number 17? You I are am number 17. Yes. I am loving it. That is great. <laughs> and I said, I know a song with 17 in. It. And actually there was a rock band, The Wingers. They did a song called 17. In if, you,
1: if you sing it a
3: little bit to me, it'll make my year. I'm not doing that. We don't want to <laughs> lose the audience. Absolutely.
2: If, not. if you sing it, I won't I won't ask for a coaster or a blanket. I'm going to give you a All coaster
3: right. and a blanket.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh blanket. okay. No singing. All
3: right. 17.
2: All right. Let's get rocking and rolling here before I feel worse. Too left out. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get any swag. Go ahead, Miranda.
1: Well, Tawana, again, thank you for being here. Um, I am such a big fan of yours. Ever since I met you, I knew that you were something special. Aww. I know that I've read out your um, LinkedIn description as well as your title to our our listeners. But if someone were to approach you, say at a cocktail party, and say, "Hey, who are you, and what do you do?" What would you reply?
3: Well, it depends on how I'm feeling, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, I would definitely tell you that I'm Tawana. I am the president of Icebreakers Unlimited, which is a sales support management company. Um, And we, you know, we're an outsourced sales team. And and we're there when your team can't be or you just need to fill in the gap because we know sales is most important in running an operations. Now, if I'm feeling a little swanky, I may just say that, you know, I want you guys to know that Icebreakers is not just a thing we do. It's actually a proper noun. It's who we are and what you and what you want your staff to be. Someone who's very professional at everything they do and are very genuine in the people that they service. So that is what an icebreaker is. And I'm the ultimate icebreaker, by the way.
1: Yes, you are. are. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) That's awesome. Incredible. So now one of your um, skills is you're a sales coach. And I see many students coming out into the industry and they're, I'm telling them, yes, we've just been through a traumatic industry moment in history, right? But now you've got more opportunity than ever. But in order for them to seize those opportunities, they're going to have to sell themselves to an organization. Um, What tips or pointers would you give to people at any point in their career looking to acquire a new position?
3: Oh, yes. Well, one of the, uh, that's a good question. And, and let me just start by saying if you are seeking to go into the um, sales side, especially in the hospitality right now, there are jobs open. Uh, and I know for me, it took a while for me to get into sales because I had so much operational background. Now it's the door is open and they're willing to give you that opportunity. So snatch it while you can. But I do tell individuals that. With any job, not necessarily just in sales, what's most important, if you have experience in that space or years in that industry, a lot of times you're asked, why should I, you're asked, why should I uh, be, why should we hire you? That's what you, you will be asked. And so instead of just going through that pathway of, oh, all these years, I have these years of experience, I've done this, I've done that. It's business. We are talking to a business. So you need to let them know if you hire me, I will decrease this and increase that. My example to that would be if you have five years, two years or longer in an industry, then you would say you want to hire me because with my experience, I can decrease your training time and increase your productivity. That would get you closer to the revenues that you're trying to get within your company. So if you can in, decrease something and even in, increase something or vice versa, that would be your great closing deal from a sales perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and I think you said something very similar. It stuck with me. I believe you said it to my students in my class mm-hmm. uh, where you said, if you are looking to get hired by a company, tell them why you are their solution. Why are That's
3: you- That's right. I did say friend? that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, and that is, um. is, you're right, because when we're looking for work, Typically, that's what we think of ourselves as an employee, but we're more than that. We are an investment and they are looking to hire you because there is an issue. There is a need there. They don't just need a warm body there. There's an issue and you need to make sure that you do express that you are a solution to their problem. Know what that problem is and express it. Thank you for reminding me. That's correct. Mm-hmm. You were listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Leon?
2: You know, something that you, you, you touched on about what do you say to get the job that also goes into sales somewhat too, doesn't it? Where you you can't be, uh, you should buy my product. Mm
0: -hmm. You have
2: to be able to talk about the why they should buy and why they should buy from you. And one of the things that, that I experienced when, when I was in, in hotel management and in hospitality training is that folks couldn't explain the why, right? Right. Or they got one focused on the why. We're the least expensive. Right. Or remember when breakfast first came out in in hotels, y'all remember that. Right. And we had whatever title you want to give it. Continental breakfast, American breakfast, whatever. Right. Stay with us. We have breakfast. And I remember when eggs got put on some of the menus. Stay with us. I remember seeing a Facebook post that said we got eggs. (laughs) we got eggs, right? And I thought about that whole why, and so what? So what? And so what about for for those college students that are getting that that bachelor's degree, and they're coming out, and someone says, why should I hire you? Right. How do they make that conversation flow to the internship and valuable experience that they have? How do they throw that in?
3: Well, here's the great thing. Our industry is so much fun. You can be as creative as you want to and get and get going in this industry. So be fun. Be, do your homework. Make sure you're studying because you don't want to go to any interview and you don't know the company, not just the brand of the hotel that maybe you are um, trying to apply for or whatever that company is. Like Really know the origin of that company, that organization. But if they ask you the why, I mean... Just feel comfortable and say, well, why not? You know, here are my attributes. This is what I've been doing, you know, while I've been in school. I understand that you're trying to grow in this direction with your company. This is what I can bring to the table. So you have to throw it back on them and say, why not? Look at who I am. You saw something that brought you in for an interview. So let me tell you some of my attributes that I have, you know, obtained through this time. So I would say that that's just me because not that I've been in the industry so long. I just want the kids now can be very comfortable and know that we have fun. And I was talking to someone this morning and I was saying, we're looking for something different. We're looking for something different when they're, when they were hiring, when companies are buying from you, whatever it is, they're looking for something different because so long, everybody is like that, you know, that jester that performs in front of the king and the king is sitting there like, I'm so bored. Make me laugh. Do Something (laughs) different. They have heard everything that you're about to say. They have heard it time and time again. So you have to throw something out that they were not expecting to grab their attention. And even Mm -hmm. if you go down that path and say something similar because you threw something out different, it caught their attention in their all ears.
2: Right. I like it. I like it. I'm Leon Thomas with co-host... Miranda Kitterlin Lynch, you're watching an episode of Checking in a Lodging DEI Chat. This show is produced by the Leon Thomas Group. You can learn more about us by going to theleontomassgroup.com and learn about all those groovy services that we offer. Everything, if it's virtual, we can help you with it, including producing shows like this. Let's take a quick break and take a look at some of the work that was done all in house by our producers, editors, and voiceover artists. Let's take a look.
3: Renting is everything. It's style at your doorstep. Off the runway and into your closet. It's every trend you've been dying to try and every designer you've yet to discover. It's wearing it your way every time and making it count everywhere you go. It's never worrying about what to wear because something new is always coming your way. That's why renting is everything. New styles, top designers, all for a flat monthly fee. Start your subscription at RentTheRunway.com.
2: Slow roasted over hickory fire and pulled by hand. This is the way pit pork has always been done. Pulled pork lovers, rejoice. The smoky old days are back at the smoke shack. Those two pieces were done by our entire production team. The voices you heard were that of Kelly Johnson and Dion Hunter. If we can help you solve your commercial voiceover editing issue, editing problem. We're here to help you at the Leon Thomas Group. Let's go back to our conversation and let's go to Miranda. Go ahead, Miranda. Take it away.
1: I've just been thinking about what Tawana said about um, the response to why should I hire you being, well, why not? Because obviously you saw something you like, and that's why I'm here for the interview. And I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think it can be done in a way that is not cocky or uh, obnoxious. I think it can be done in a confident way of, well, tell me why not. You tell me why not. A uh, manager who's probably facing a labor shortage and probably needs me <laughs> more than I need you. <laughs> right. Um, so I just, I, I really like that. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, you and I have had a conversation uh, separately about small businesses, mm-hmm. um, particularly minority owned small businesses that um, uh, offer supplies to businesses, right? to to the hotel industry, for example. Right. Um, yet we know that many of the properties in our industry often go to the same big suppliers. How do we expand on that for me? Expand on that idea for me. Maybe you remember the conversation better and can articulate it better than I can.
3: Yes. Well, you know, I'm I'm a a minority. uh, I'm a certified minority-owned business. Um, And that doesn't mean as much as just being a small business at hand. But that program is there to try to help us expand and get to become visible within our space that we're trying to do business in. Um, what I feel in our industry, what we're missing is it's not that they don't, I think, want to help the small businesses, but they give us just a little spec here and there. And of course, all the large companies are the ones that they constantly go back. And I understand from a procurement standpoint, they're trying to reduce the number of suppliers because it's a lot easier. They can consolidate that. But it doesn't give us the small business business. Um, an opportunity to grow and expand. And we hear capacity, capacity. We need companies that have the capacity to handle us. Well, I think one of the ways to solve that problem would be for our industry, because other industries will do it, they will actually have um, supply network connections. So your larger suppliers or service providers would have an opportunity to actually meet companies like myself that can offer some services or products or whatever it may be that would expand what they can give to even you. Because the small business, we have big ideas, even though we're small. And we may be working on something that your large companies, because they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, have not even expanded their minds to, right? We have a hard time with change until we have to. So I think in our industry, it would be great For them to have an actual um, supplier diversity, like fair, if you want to say that, where they bring all of their big suppliers out and invite the small suppliers in to meet and greet one another. And that way we can see how we all can collaborate and work together. And that would be our way. I don't think that we necessarily have to be the face of large contracts, but we can be a part of that through your current suppliers who can find value in us and that way we get a chance to work with them. So I don't see that in our industry. I see it in other industries where they do allow their big um, agencies and contracting companies to meet with the smaller ones so they can see how they can collaborate and there's some synergy there they can work together. And so I would like to see that for sure.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, on our show, we previously talked about how many companies were simply talking the talk, right? Well, that's a really easy way to walk the walk. Um, We hear a lot about the need for DEI and the need for sustainability. Well, that's a pretty easy uh, uh, step to take by buying from minority-owned businesses or employing minority-owned businesses and buy locally or employ locally, right?
3: And employ locally. And another thing along with that that we can do, um, again, is in other industries. And I really want, we've been doing the same thing in our hospitality industry and it's worked for a while, but it's time for a change in some areas and definitely in your supplier side. And for me, I think with other companies, so you look, I don't want to call any company names, but there are larger companies outside of the hospitality industry. They actually have a small business apprenticeship where they actually see what small businesses have in terms of services that they need and they carve out a piece of business within their company so that that small business who is capable of doing the job will have their support to get it done. They do that in other corporations, um, outside of our industry, they do that and that's their way of helping that company grow. They scale, And they become, you know, a a decent sized company that can continue to be a stronger supplier for them. But they kind of invested in that company. So Mm -hmm. they see something in them. So I would like to really see that and be an advocate for that in our industry.
1: Leon, before I hand it over to you, tell me, what do you think the roadblock is that's kept our industry from doing that?
2: Oh, you're asking me?
3: Oh no! No,
1: I was asking Tawana. Sorry. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, I thought you were asking Leah. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> okay. I I think it's just been um, we've we've just been antiquated. It just it's very comfortable to just do things the same way. You know. I know that there are some food service providers that we've used for years and years and years, and I think that's great. But there are there are smaller company minority companies that also are an outsourced way to get food to your hotels or to your restaurants or whatever it may be, and. You're not really seeing them because we go to the larger ones all the time and that's okay. Continue to use them. But are you trying to bridge those smaller companies with those larger companies? So they may be able to supply some diverse food items or drink items that maybe your large ones haven't even put on their menu items. So Mm -hmm. that would be something that you would want to do. And it requires us to be open-minded to say, you know what? I'm going to, I know they're like, "Oh, they're talking about one more thing to add to our plate." But to have a or have an event that is straight for suppliers. We do a lot of hotel owners, you know, diverse hotel owners coming to build a new hotel and maybe get a restaurant. And that's great. We have wonderful people that want to build and 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 create new spaces for our hotel ownership. But those hotel owners will need suppliers. They will need, need um, food suppliers. It'll be service suppliers like myself. How will they meet us unless we bring those suppliers into our own space? Not in a general conference, because we can go and get a booth at a general mm-hmm. conference, but it's not for us. It's still focused on either the brand or it's focused on the the um, owners. Right. I'm talking about have a conversations where suppliers can get together. Mm -hmm. and have something together
2: yeah i love what you're saying and and it's so true not only in in our industry but many others we we look at the the concept of diversity and some industries have gotten really siloed in what they will do in terms of diversity right and i'll I'll give you an example um the national football league when they talk about diversity one of the big areas they talked about first was coaching, head coaches. We need to have Black head coaches. All right. Well, that's accomplished some, although one got fired yesterday. <laughs> we won't right? talk about that. But also, um, then they started talking about ownership. We need to have more Black and minorities owning, hotel, owning football teams. Mm-hmm. But they didn't continue down the path of the other resource avenues. That's right. For example, the Pittsburgh Steelers renamed their stadium. They have a new naming rights agreement. It went from Heinz Fine. Stadium
3: mm-hmm.
1: to
2: Acriture. Acriture oh, Stadium. I,
3: didn't know that. I knew it right? as Heinz. Okay.
2: Yeah. Now, if anyone does any research on Acriture, if you look on their website, you will see 48 senior executives listed on their website. None of them are black. Mm. Why did the Pittsburgh Steelers choose a company that clearly is not showing diversity in leadership to be their partner? Okay. So my point is there's, there's more than that one Avenue. And when you talk about supplier, yes, the hotel industry needs it. I, I ran hotels for, for close to 25 years and as a black general manager, regional manager, I can't remember one black supplier.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and I'm okay. sure there were those out there, but I wasn't introduced to them, and I would have loved to do business with them. So, right. I hope that folks can listen and watch what you just said, and let's do something about that. Let, let, let's let's start those programs. i was really excited to to yes, see that. We really
3: need to, and I'm glad you you noticed that, and I have to look up that because I knew Heinz, but now I know that it's it's very important. And I'm not to, I'm not saying because obviously there are brands that have given my company multiple opportunities and I appreciate it. It's just the the slice of the pie is very small. You know, back in 2012, the NAACP, they were the ones that put out there in our industry that only eight percent of the contracts that were going out um, from the, the you know the hotels in general, the brands, eight percent were minority. Only eight percent of those contracts were minority. And so they started bringing that to the attention to start saying you need to give more, more, more um, to the minority Mm -hmm. business.
0: Mm -hmm. And
3: so and I'm not saying that they're not trying to grow into that space. But as you go to give it to the minority business, you may stay in that same minority group and you don't even expose me to those companies where we may be able to bring value. And the mm-hmm. way the supplier diversity program works is they have a goal of how much spend that they're trying to do in their supplier diversity um, department of a, of a hotel brand, let's say that. But at the same time, they want to make sure that their suppliers are spending money with minority businesses or mm-hmm. women-owned businesses or diverse mm-hmm. businesses as well, because yeah. it all makes up. For whatever that goal is, right. and the the fastest way and the best way to make this work is to open up uh, a platform where we all can actually meet and greet. I go yeah. to a lot of supply diversity mm programs, and it's a small amount of hospitality that's there, very like a dot, maybe one percent. Mm. They're wow. not there, and again, even with those, I, I just I'm in hospitality. I want to see us have an actual event for hospitality suppliers
1: mm-hmm. so we
3: all can meet and make us come together as one because we're fighting for what we can get. And so nobody's coming together. That's because our industry is not bridging us to all work mm-hmm. together and help one another. And yeah. I would like
2: yeah, I like it, Tawana. Let's let's talk about about something else. There are going to be folks that listen to this show or that that watch it that are want that are going to want to contact you, yes. and I like to I like for folks to have some type of connection other than Hey, I heard you on the show. I saw you on the show. I want you to want them to have something else to talk about. So yes. tell us some about you. What are some of your passions? What are some of your hobbies? What's that thing that for 2023 you said, I'm going to do, that's your goal? So tell us some about you, your hobbies, your passions, that type of thing.
3: Well, the one thing, and Miranda, she should probably already know, um, I've spoken several times at FIU. Thank you for that. And thank you, Castile College, for connecting us. Um, I am on a mission to get people um, to, not be, to be non-transactional is very important because I'm in sales. People are very transactional in life. We all are trying to sell something to someone. As my book states, "How to Close a Sale in 24 Hours or Less." The 24 hours is not one day. It's over a course of days, weeks, months, years. You have to be genuine. People are purchasing from you. Um, they are they're they're hiring because they they trust you. They believe in you. So you have to be genuine. Genuine as possible. They're going to always be transactional individuals, but I'm on a mission to remove that from our life. I want us to be non-transactional and be as real as possible because when it's all said and done, um, a, a person, and I like to say they're salespeople and they're sales professionals, and a sales professional, um, a salesperson will close more sales than a sales professional, but a sales professional will make more money simply because a salesperson is very transactional and a salesperson person is, is all about the relationship and they'll get their business via referrals. So, so I just want you to know what I stand for, Leon and Miranda, is all about being non-transactional, being very genuine, being wholesome, being real, because you don't, you don't need to be transactional. Sales is not about persuading individuals. It's about giving people what they really want and what they're asking for. So that might be more than what you were asking for, Leon. But but that is what I want people to know about me more than anything. That when you see me and you talk to me, you got the real deal. I am not selling you anything, even though I'm in sales. I'm being very genuine, and the relationship matters more than whatever else I'm trying to deliver. We'll get to that later.
0: Now,
2: where can we buy your book? Let's talk oh. about that. Yeah.
3: You can go to Amazon if you want to. You also can go to Book Logics, L-O-G-I-X. Dot com and you can buy it. But Amazon is probably the simple way.
2: OK, Amazon. Let me have the title again, please.
3: How to close a sale in 24 hours to four or less.
2: OK, now if I buy the book,
3: <laughs> you could
2: get a post. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. There we go. I knew it, I knew it was coming.
1: Leon, she already <laughs> sent me a copy of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and What's it's so good. It's so good. I think I read it in 24 hours or less yes, It's uh, because it's just such a good read. And now that I think about it, I think my four-year-old may be obsessed with you because I have the cutest picture of her you laying back with it. your book open, just looking at it.
3: <laughs> you will, listen, it's, I love it. it. It came to me when I first started my company and I was like, Lord, give me some kind of, I, I, I coach in acronyms. Leon, what am do I doing? What it's are fun. you doing? <laughs> Leon, come back! Come back! <laughs> I think we're losing him. Leon, you're gonna get a full packet of everything, and then something special. <gasps> something special. She won't have. He's tra-
1: or she's trying to pit us against each other. You hear that, right? All our listeners. When you don't see an episode 18, it's because Leon and I have broken up the band.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's now she's got us fighting. Pop out.
3: Go ahead. Listen, I want to leave you guys with something before we go. I know we're going to wrap up soon, but I heard something I thought that was very profound. When it comes to diversity, they were saying the essence of diversity is diversity is of thought and inclusion is of new ideas. So that is why we have to come together. I love that. I love that. You know, diversity is of thought and inclusion is of new ideas. I was like, you can't get it if we don't all come together. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Miranda, can I get us going into our final, final two questions? Can I get us rolling into it? So Twana, here's the big question. Big question number one. Have you ever had a Maryland crab cake?
3: Um, No, and I probably never will. Only because I don't like seafood. I am from Louisiana, but I hate seafood. That's my, that's my um, family dually. One of my family duallys. Okay. I I, Tawana loves Louisiana but hates Z boot. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, at least Maryland too. You love Maryland. And at least you haven't had you didn't have a Maryland crab cake in Kansas, like someone told us a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) This may be our
1: one guest who's exempt from the um, crab cake challenge. You
2: you are you are (laughs) exempt, yes.
1: Okay, good. So uh, my last question for you is, what would you tell your twenty-year-old self? And it can only
3: be one thing. Oh no, I need a book. Can I please have a book? <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> if I could tell my, can I tell myself two things? Please, it's very important. Okay. okay. And the reason why I, I have to be exempt because I couldn't answer the crab cake once I get okay. To it. Um, I would tell my 20-year-old self, which when I was 20, I was working at a holiday Inn Holodome in Monroe, Louisiana at school. I would have told my 20-year-old self when I found out that Grambling State University had a hospitality management, uh, a degree in hospitality management, I would have said, go, go find out because we didn't have you know, social media, internet or anything like that to really research. I was like, wow, there's a degree in this? And I didn't go. So I definitely would have told myself to do that um but also i would have told my 20 20 year old self was like look anything you want is possible you but but you have to make that dream happen by continuing to be up under, under individuals who are doing what you want to do where you're trying to go follow them listen to them because they've already have drawn off the path pathway and so you can just go ahead and walk it, but you must follow them. Don't try to make it on your own. The path is already there and just follow them. And then when you get to your destination, that is when you can create a new pathway for others. So that's what I would have told my 20-year-olds. 20
1: so. I love What's that, it? I love that. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. I feel good, and Leon, you didn't ask me my favorite food. I just feel like, what's up oh, with that?
2: Well, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, okay. We we've got a couple minutes left. I have like right, to hear me, my
3: favorite food.
2: All right. Well, let me let me get it right because if I'm gonna ask, I gotta come right now. Well, before so, I ask, I'm asking you, what's your favorite food? I don't oh, know. Okay. Well, you can ask that back. It's cool. It's cool. And then ask me about my my plan for eating this year too, but I'll segue into that later. So Tawana, you don't like, you haven't had crabs because you don't like seafood, but Mm. what is your favorite food?
3: So my favorite cuisine is Mexican, Tex-Mex to be exact, but my favorite food would be French fries. I'm addicted to French fries, like French fries. fries.
1: Any particular kind or cut? Mm,
3: Yes, yes, it must be homemade. Mm. I the, the fresh with a little bit of the skin on it just right. And if I can't have that, I need crinkly. That's okay. my preference. Okay. I don't like shoestring fries. Like you can bring me all kind of French fries.
2: All right. You know. Now, we should have met about 20 years ago, when, okay. maybe less than 20 to 17 years ago when I was a partner in Boardwalk Fries. A, a local franchise in the mid Atlantic yes. States. Yeah. We had five, five locations, all, all French fries. You get mm. different, oh yeah. It was, it was good stuff. It didn't make a lot of money, but to. it was pretty really good stuff. Yeah,
3: I definitely would have been your fry taster. No yeah. doubt about it. Like, I'm going on a fry craze. I'm, there are some fries. I won't name any particular locations, but I do have some that I will just stop and get some. Yeah. <laughs> Bag
2: and all. Get there you them. go. So now go ahead. You wanted to ask ask me something. What's your your
3: foodie seem to be? So what's your favorite?
2: All right. My favorite food is ribs.
3: Mm-hmm. Ribs?
2: My favorite food is ribs. I had ribs on December 31st. Okay. I had barbecue chicken December 31st. I had Italian sausage hot sausage December 31st. And that's because starting on January 1st, I am a vegetarian slash part one day a week pescatarian. No, I didn't change religions. I'm still Baptist. Mm-hmm. Pescatarian, you know, eating fish. Yep. And I'm only going to eat fish one day a week, and that's on Sundays after church. And so the other six days, mm-hmm. I am straight vegetarian. So I am on day number 10. And it's going well.
3: How long are you planning on doing it through the whole year, or just for time? You know, I do the Daniel yeah. Fast at the top of the year, so
2: okay, I'm going to do the entire year.
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: Nice. Full full year, yeah. That's uh, that's what I'm going to do. So you
3: you probably won't go back. You know that, right?
2: That's what I've been told that I won't go back, shouldn't go back. That it could create some health issues. Oh yes. wow, that's what some folks have told me in yes. terms of di- digestion. Yeah.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: Once you do it you are probably going to be that way. Yeah. So, so
1: Maybe yeah. I should join you and then I wouldn't have to have this blood pressure machine that's still in the oh, box. Oh
3: my goodness. <laughs>
2: it's still in the box. This
1: is my New Year's resolution to check oh, my what? blood pressure every day. And it's what, the 10th and it's still in the
3: box. Well, You better start checking in, my girl. You no, start yes, please, please do. do that. Please well, do. listen, my New Year's resolution is, is to just make sure that I do what I'm supposed to do to get it done. And then when I shut it down, I shut it down.
2: Right on. Right that's, on.
3: That's the best thing to do. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm so excited. Thank right you for inviting me. This was Indeed. so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Thank so you
2: for being being our guest. We appreciate you being here.
0: Let's bring our studio host, Oren Stewart, back on. Hey, Oren. How are you all doing? Such an amazing episode. Such a great guest. I think I'm with Twana when it comes to the Daniel Fest. It was definitely life-changing. And, uh, and when it goes into... Uh, a change of life. You'll see so much happen. So Leon, you got a good year in store for yourself there, sir. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. All righty. Thank you all once again for joining us here at Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. What another amazing episode. We're in the new year, you all. Continue to tune in to great episodes to come. Take care.